Welcome to the Active Faith Podcast, where faith meets an active lifestyle. My name is Andrew Ware. I am your host, and I am the running rev. This is not just any other podcast about an active lifestyle, but join us as we unpack the why behind our activity and how we connect it to our faith. Join us as we unpack a theology of self-care, how we care for ourselves. Today is episode two. Friends, what a great time to be here and with you all today. Today we have on our show Sarah Locke. She is a pastor in Chesapeake, Virginia, and she has joined us today to talk about how we start this journey, what starting a journey of an active style looks like. And she's going to tell us a little bit about her story. Friends, I'm so excited. This is a great conversation. If you are just feeling down about what other what you see from other people or how you experienced have experienced an active lifestyle in your past, I encourage you to listen to this conversation, to be encouraged, and let us know. Reach out if you have any questions. We would love to support you on your journey. So let's listen and join together with Sarah Locke. All right, so yes, we are here today uh, with Pastor Sarah Locke. What a wonderful joy it is to gather together. Um, And so as we start this episode, and as we'll start every episode, we're going to start with our guests introducing themselves. So uh, Sarah, who are you? Where are you from? And how do you serve God? Sure. Uh, Hi, Andrew. It's really, uh, I'm honored to actually get to be a part of this, and especially because it's new and exciting. And um, so I'm Sarah Locke. I am an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church. Um, I am originally from Gloucester, Virginia, so not too far from where I reside now. I'm in Chesapeake, and um, we've lived here about two years. So I am married. I've been married almost 15 years, and I have five kids because uh, we're a little crazy like that, but we've got, they range from two to 11 um, and including two five-year-old girls that are not twins, which is crazy too. They're, we've adopted. So um, big family. Uh, I serve at Hickory United Methodist Church, uh, which is in the Southern part of Chesapeake where I like to say we're the last, we're the last stop before you're on the way to the Outer Banks, um, which is a great thing. Uh, when we, when I got this appointment two years ago, um, the year before we had gone to the Outer Banks for vacation and driving down 168, we always play that game where it's like, maybe we'll serve that church one day and literally had that conversation in the car. And then here we are, <laughs> you know, three years later. So you never know what God will do. I think um, I have but- played that game at just about every car ride I've ever been on. And I have never been that correct. Um, in fact, <laughs> every church never been correct before. Every it church I've ever again. served. I've been like, where is that? Where is that? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We, we drive down to the Outer Banks. I have seen Hickory. I grew up in Virginia Beach, so I, I know Hickory very well. Uh, and, and as you all heard, uh, you know, Sarah has a very active and busy family life. Uh, she has a very active and busy uh, church life in ministry, as well as just life life. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we never discount. And here on the Active Faith Podcast, it is important for us to understand the why. And so as we continue sort of, uh, again, our opening round of questions, Sarah, how are you active? And then uh, the little bit more of a deeper question of why are you active? So let's start with the how. How are you active? Okay. So um, currently, and it's, it feels like a shifting thing for me. I am all, I'm really good at setting goals. Um, I'm mostly good at like getting to my goal, 
<laughs> and sometimes uh, wander on my path a little bit. But um, currently, I um, I'm I would say I'm trying to become a runner. I think that's probably the the right way to say it. Um, I've never been. Um, well, we can get to that. But I uh, I you know so I'm doing three to four days a week of some sort of running and training and uh, run walk combination. Um, really just with a goal of like finishing without dying. That's where I started. <laughs> and now it's more goal. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's more fun. And so like pushing myself, can I get a little farther? Can I go a little faster? Um, and, uh, and stay healthy with that. And, um, so, but I also do some, some weight training. Um, I had weight loss surgery almost a year ago, um, which that's kind of in the why, and we'll get to that. But I started doing some weight training with other weight loss surgery patients in February. And so twice a week, I lift weights with them, which is just awesome. And a lot of camaraderie and I have also found a lot of joy in seeing myself, um, just get a lot stronger, you know, in, in um, maybe big muscle groups. So yeah. that's the main way I'm active right now. Yeah. Um, but my why is a lot yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and I think like many of y'all heard in the episode that I did by myself last week, you know, we can say, and I can say like, oh, I am a runner. Right. But there's Mm -hmm. so much more that goes into that, that goes into an active lifestyle that it's always, um, and I find, I found it weird when I started putting this show together of like, well, how are you active? And I'm like, gosh, people are going to answer that. And they're going to be like, well, I don't know how to define it, but it Mm -hmm. really is because it's like, I'm a runner, but there's the strength component that goes into that. There's the flexibility component Mm -hmm. that goes into that. And I think it is amazing to be able to see that progression of saying, okay, there's so many ways that we're being active, even when we define ourselves in that one specific point. So let's dive into the why. So, so kind of following a little bit and, and piggybacking off of where we started last week, where I talked about naming your why and why that why is so important. So why are you active? Like when, when times are rough and like, you don't want to go out for that run or you don't want to go to the gym, like what gets you out the door? What, what pushes you that step? Why are you active? Yeah. So let me start with kind of my history with just um, being active at all. Um, I, uh, pretty much only did active things when I thought they were fun as a young person. So, um, I, I've never, I hated running. I still have, I have a very vivid memory of being like a fourth grader running the mile for the presidential fitness test. I don't know if you remember that. And like, they gave us, we, we had a very small field at elementary school. So they gave us popsicle sticks and we had to go 33 times around the field, um, to make them right. Like, and so every time you went, your loop, you had to hand you, you handed a popsicle stick over and you knew you were about done. And I just remember like, I dreaded it. I hated every step of that. I think I walked half of it because I didn't really care, you know? And so, um, so I just did things that didn't require me to like, I, well, here's the deal. I'm also a three Enneagram like you. I don't do <laughs> things I don't win at. Okay. Cause I like to achieve. And so, because I wasn't a winner at running, I quit. Oh, <laughs> and so no. I was a, yeah. I was a cheerleader in high school because we didn't have to run laps. And I also like, it, it's my personality and those kind of things. So, um, so that, so I, I was not very active. Um, I've also struggled with weight my pretty much since I was a teenager. Um, I put on a lot of weight in college and then more after we got married. And so, um, 
while I knew I needed to be active and I would try things, um, I often failed because I was carrying 120 extra pounds all the time and it hurt and it wasn't fun and I couldn't win. <laughs> right. So, um, so that's kind of the truth, the hard truth about my activeness. Um, since having weight loss surgery, it became apparent that if I was going to be successful um, with that part of my journey, I had to move and I had to do it um, often and I had to challenge myself. Um, and so really and truly my why comes from um, both weight loss and movement is I want to make my kids proud of me. And I want to be here and active with them and their kids. <laughs> I don't want to be 60 and not be able to, um, to have fun with my grandkids, right? Because I wasn't, I'm not, you know, strong. Um, and uh, a part of that also goes back to um, my father was overweight his whole life. He had diabetes by the time he was 40 and he died at age 70 um, from diabetes complications. And so all of that together, I just wanted a different path and a different life. Um, and so why, why am I active now? Um, over the last by five years, I started having dreams about running and literally in my dreams, I was running. And in my dreams, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm running. I didn't know I could do that. I don't think I can do this right. Even in my dreams. And so, um, it became this kind of thing almost on my heart that like, um, something I wanted for myself was to be able to feel that freedom you talked about in your first episode, um, in running. And so um, I actually tried about four years ago to run a 5K and I got pretty far and then um, didn't finish. <laughs> and, um, and so at, when, I, when I started losing weight about April, I thought I need a goal, something I can work towards. And I had that dream right around Easter again of running, like that I was running in my dream. I thought I'm running, okay, I, maybe this is the time to, to start. And so in April, I did a five, uh, couch to 5k and thought, okay, maybe this will be the time. And actually my, my middle son, well, he's not really my second son, Charlie, he's a, he's nine. He started running with me some too. And so that's kind of connected my why is, um, and I beat him at one point this summer. I was, running, I was like, yes, <laughs> right. Like, okay, I can win at this. Um, but, uh, so my why really has to do with wanting wanting to be there for my kids. And then I have to, I have to set little goals for myself with things to keep going. That's my three, like conquer something. Um, this is slowly turning into both an activity and an Enneagram podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. I, and, yeah. and what I love about that journey is they're very pointed wise, right? You have the why that is related to family. And I so relate to that as a father myself. I have two kids and I often think of them as I get out of bed, you know, uh, I'd I, I want to be able to be there for them. I want to be able to cheer them on. I want to give them a healthy example of what it mm -hmm. looks like to be active in my life. And I think that that's a great motivator for us to get us out of the door and to start that journey. And then mm -hmm. your journey through weight loss as well. And here on the Active Faith Podcast, you know, we have no judgment. And so we're, we're not judgmental on, on anything. And especially we want to be aware and cognizant of body positivity here, but that mm -hmm. there is a sense in which we also want to promote a healthy lifestyle, whatever shape, whatever size, uh, whatever that looks like for you. And, and to hear that why come out as well when you began that part of your journey, that it just felt like there wasn't a connection between the way that you were, want, the way that you felt 
a healthy lifestyle connected to the way that you felt and being able to follow that through with family. And you, you talked about your activity over the years. And I love that you brought in that perspective of sort of that uh, Enneagram threeness. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, I swear, people, it's not an Enneagram podcast. <laughs> this, is a, this is a self-care podcast. We talk about caring for ourselves. But I will say that knowing yourself helps to be able to know how you function. And so I appreciated hearing that. And I'd like to dive a little bit more into, into those early parts of the journey and sort of what was going through your mind. And so... As you're a kid, what made you besides the the, the presidential fitness stuff? Because I I mean, for the this is an audio podcast, and so mm-hmm. uh, for those of you that none of you could see except for Sarah, I was cringing because I remember those moments. <laughs> um, I had a different one. I just wanted to then beat everybody. I'm like, okay, I can't win. Nope. No, my goal is to now beat every single one of you. Um, no, 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 no. But. How did you, what, what was that feeling of going from, okay, I love to be active because I'm a kid and I talked about it last week and I'm sure any of us who have kids or have seen young children running around, they're just so free, they're so flowing, they're so wild. What was the mindset of going from, I love the freedom, I love the, the wind in my face and then that process, I mean, was, what, is it, what did it feel like? What was your mindset of going to that to then moving into maybe what we would look at as sort of an inactive lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, like, honestly, like, that's a hard question, right? Yeah. Um, as a kid, um, I think I became this, like, I would say I defined myself probably as a late elementary school or early high schooler, maybe um, as a, as an inside kid. Like I like to read Um, I like to like hang out with my friends, watch TV, those kind of things. And I didn't prioritize um, moving my body because it just wasn't what I was interested in. Or maybe it really went back to honestly early on body shame um, and not being the best at something. So I defined myself very differently, um, maybe because of that. I haven't really even thought about it before that way, Mm -hmm. but um, I I redefined who I was going to be. Um, based on what I thought my capabilities were or what I, what I wasn't. I wasn't an athletic kid um, in the same ways maybe some of my friends were. And one of my very best friends growing up, um, she was always like string bean, uh, you know, we teased her a lot for being skinny, but she was, she honestly, and that came out of jealousy. Right? <laughs> um, but she has always been athletic and she just ran the Boston Marathon this year, Ooh. which was amazing to watch her and to watch her journey to go from being kind of a field hockey player in, in high school um, to, to this, I would say elite athlete. I'm not sure she would say that, but um, I, I have, I've loved watching her come into her own and it has encouraged me to say, okay, that's not my journey, but where is my journey in this? Mm-hmm. Like, where is my inner athlete to say, like I can conquer something, not just with my mind or with, um, in my, in my job or in my family, but, um, for the better of my health and, um, and my own self-confidence in that, because I think I've been in a place where I didn't think I could. Um, but now I know I can in my own place. Does that answer? I think that answers your question. No. Yeah. And, and to, and to focus on that again, just continue to, sorry, to push down on it because I want to mm-hmm. I want to tease that part of your journey out because yeah. I think it becomes so important to starting our own journey when we mm-hmm. think about it and that's kind of the theme of of this week's episode is is how we start our journey and so how did that 
how did the negativity of comparison to one to other people, how mm-hmm. does that play into sort of those feelings of, of whether it's shame or regret mm-hmm. that we're not getting, like, it can be very easy for us to look at other people's activity and for it to just kind of like knock us down a peg. I mean, I, I yeah. consider myself not, I, I don't consider myself anywhere nearly. Um, i probably will never qualify for the Boston Marathon. I do consider myself somewhat fast, but to see mm-hmm. like sub-elites and elites and, and professionals mm-hmm. who, who run these fast times, it, it can be a little demoralizing. Uh, I mean- well, Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, as, as someone who's, you know, I spent a lot of time overweight. Um, that was a lot of what kept me from being active, not just like the physical part of it, but like walking into the YMCA and being like, I don't belong here. I don't look like the people who are here. Um, that kept me from participating fully in life. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, um, and I think there's a lot of folks out there who feel that way. And even if they're not overweight, right. Like yeah. you can walk into a space and it's like, well, I don't even know what to do. I started doing the bariatric class because I didn't know when I walked into the Y, which machines I should use and how heavy they should be. And so it kept me from trying. Yeah. Um, and so having a coach that could then be like, okay, this is where you are. This is where you start. And I could ask questions. Uh, and it built enough confidence in me that I could say to, um, you don't have to do this perfectly, right? Like, so if I start a five, like my inclination as a person is if I'm going to start something, if I don't do it perfectly, then it's not worth doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so a lot of things, I either don't start or I quit because I haven't done it right. And, um, and so like to give myself grace enough to say, we're just going to do my best today. And then tomorrow I'm going to restart and I'm going to do my best again. And if that's not as good as yesterday, it's still okay. Uh, cause I, cause I brought my hundred percent. It's like that. Is it that term RPE? What is that? I can't remember what it means. Um, it's in one of my running apps and it talks about your oh. effort, right? Oh like, yeah. Bring your F like, you know, like, so one of, one of the running things I've done this through beach body, it's, I can't remember the name of it. This is probably, you'll have to edit this out probably. No, you're but, fine. Um, Go ahead. They talk about RPE and like, you just give your best effort. So your RPE five versus an RPE 10, right. like five is your halfway point, 10 is your, your full out max you could ever do. And so to think like, have I given my full effort? That's what I'm going to judge on. Not how fast I am. How, if I'm fast as the person next to me, um, you know, it's just my effort. And so it's almost becomes a competition with myself versus the, the people in the gym around me or on the road or who, you know, whoever's in, even in our group, like I don't run that fast. Well, that's great. Good job, Andrew. I'm going to plug along here at my rate and see where I can go. Garmin for the win rated (laughs) perceived exertion scale. Uh, yeah, no, no. I remember I get that now it's jogging my memory. I, um, no, and it is, and it's your own, it's your own personal exertion. Right. And I Mm -hmm. think that that becomes, a such a a big defining marker for our own personal physical activity and it becomes something we honestly as human beings have to let go of because we can get in that very dangerous trap of comparing ourselves to other people you know it, it can be very easy for for a new runner to come in and say well i can't run as fast as so and so so what's the point 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and we're recording this, uh, right after Thanksgiving and I ran a Turkey trot and I just remember the whole yeah. time. It's like, I could get so bogged down by seeing all these people and, uh, passing me and getting in front of me. Uh, and, and when I got to the finish line and I finished and, and I mean, it was a good time and I felt like I did really well. Uh, the mm-hmm. guy who used to be one of my coaches was just like, man, that was such a great job, such a great job. And it really, it lifts up mm-hmm. that understanding of, mm-hmm. you know, we're all in this together. And we're all in this because we all want to live a healthier life, you know, and, and that that is very hard for people who are competitive. Uh, and mm-hmm. I talked a little bit in, in my little spiel last week about, you know, what's the nature in which we maybe become competitive against ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. How do we become competitive against ourselves? Uh, and we'll talk, uh, I've, I've got a, an episode in the wings waiting, well, not waiting, but uh, that I'll be recording later uh, about, about goals and about how we set goals. Mm-hmm. But I think that it, it's an important thing when we talk about starting the journey of saying, you know, it's, it's, it's unhealthy. Like if we're going to talk about healthy lifestyles, unhealthy mm-hmm. to, to measure ourselves against others. I think mm-hmm. what we take from other people's journeys is, is their stories, their motivational points like that, which is what I love about this Facebook group that we're in. Cause I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, and, and honestly, it gets me sometimes. So I'm like, I really should just like stop posting my numbers. I should stop posting my pace. I should stop posting my time. Cause I just want to be like, look, I ran three miles. Like we, we did it. Like we're all motivating one another. Mm-hmm. And then I can see like Sarah Locke over here is, is putting in a hard sweat session at the gym. And I'm like, golly, all right, I need to get to the gym now. Cause I gotta, <laughs> I gotta keep up with it. Yeah. Right. No, there's, there's that bad mindset. We don't compare ourselves to others. Like we become motivated by seeing like, like for me, Sarah, when, when I see your photos come across on, on Facebook or on Instagram, the first thing that pops out to me is just your smile. Mm, And if y'all haven't seen it again, go, (laughs) go and join our group over on Facebook. It's free. It's, Mm -hmm. it'll be linked in the podcast notes, but it's that smile. You can see how happy you are. You can see how much joy there is in the activity. And I think that that's the thing that we begin to focus in and look at is, is how is this bringing joy to our mm-hmm. life? How is well, this bringing joy? That's so funny because, um, my husband, my husband is super happy. So my husband is a discipline. I don't even know uh, who knows what his Enneagram is that he would never take one, but, um, <laughs> he's, he's super disciplined. Like he intermittent fast all the time. I mean, he never eats before 1215 and never eats after 815, right? Like never, there's no cheating, nothing. We're the opposite of people in general, but he goes to the Y five days a week. He has a routine, like he does all the things. And, um, and, and so in this journey, like I, I was like, is there ever going to be a time I like exercising? Like where I enjoy it. And it's like, oh yeah. I said, I don't believe you. Like there's, I just don't, I cannot imagine that to be true. And so, um, I can't even remember where I heard it. It may have been on the uh, model health show. It's a podcast I listen to when I exercise now. Um, I think it's Sean and model health show talked about um, the endorphins we get. Um, There are endorphins released when we smile. So if you, when you finish doing a hard thing, if you smile, it teaches your body that it likes doing the hard thing. So Scott in the group and I have had this conversation because he, he's made some comment about how I'm always smiling. And I, I do it on purpose because it's teaching me biologically that this is a good and healthy thing for myself. And now I like it. 
Like I get to, I'll get like halfway through a run and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like I'm okay. And I smile, not even on purpose anymore. Right. And so I'm like, so we just had this conversation in my household about, I hated to admit it, but he was right. Right. Like I got to the point where I actually like doing it. (laughs) As you say that, I look through my Instagram feed. Um, For for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, I, I just take a bunch of run selfies and, um, yeah, sometimes I don't smile. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's my mind telling me that there's really something, something wrong there. No, I love, <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, it's almost like a brain training kind of thing where, yeah. um, and, and, and to refocus it on, on how we start the journey, our first miles are never going to be fun. Like I don't, it, 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 it doesn't really matter who you are when, when you start running or when you take a long period of time off, there's going to be that thing in your mind that tells you like, oh, this is hard. My lungs are on fire. I'm going to die. And we look at our watch and we run a hundred meters. <laughs> it's, um, been, it's been two minutes. Yeah, it's been two minutes. That's, that's me on a treadmill. Uh, and, and so it, it, it never feels good. And so, but there is that, that understanding of, of training our minds and saying, okay, uh, how do I bring this from like something that they could use at Guantanamo Bay for torture into something <laughs> that I enjoy doing? Um, and I say that a little tongue in cheek, but also to say, you know, activity never starts as something that we want to do, but it's something that we work at. And in that self-care is something that is very difficult for us to take, uh, to often take seriously. But again, like we've talked about and like I've talked about in previous in, in the previous episode and in the trailer it's something that is very important as we consider our life and our faith and our ministry is self-care becomes something because not only Sarah, are you uh, caring for yourself so that you can take care of your family? Um, Sarah, like myself is a young clergy. We have many more years of active ministry, whether it's in the church or whether it's not, Um, you know, in the Methodist church, we're not allowed to retire until we're in our mid sixties or ever. (laughs) And so, and so self-care becomes a way like, yeah, it becomes a way for us not to, you know, I mean, I want to retire every day. I don't know about you, but uh, it it becomes a way for us to, to, to have that healthy lifestyle, to continue on. It becomes a way for us to be able to continue to love and be with our family. Right. I mean, we never know Mm -hmm. any, when, when anything will happen, but, you know, hopefully the more that we take care of ourselves, the more that we know uh, that we could hopefully be there and continue to care for our family. Or when we are 50 or 60 years mm-hmm. old, that we can continue to run around and play Thanksgiving mm-hmm. football with our family or, or whatever we want to do. Yeah. Um, well, and and I, so, I think yeah. in this COVID time, um, you know, a lot of my journey, my weight loss journey, my change, my mindset has changed in the midst of COVID. Uh, which has been a good thing. And, you know, I, I think you named it in the last episode around the, the amount of exhaustion that we mm-hmm. feel. And um, this shift has been, it has been what has helped me um, not live in that exhausted place uh, is to, to get active and to get moving. Um, but the other piece in there, you talked about like doing the hard things and how nothing we start is ever easy. Um, one of the things I had, like I learned this, this active stuff, this running stuff is it's as much in your head as it is in your body. Um, and so like getting on the treadmill or getting in the neighborhood and, and running, yeah. it really is. It's, it's a mind game to say, like, I'll hit, you know, the halfway point and think, okay, well, I've done half 
half of what I'm going to do, I can finish the rest because I've already done this once. Right. Or, or, um, one of the mantras in my head now is, um, you can, you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that has, that's leaked into my ministry, um, and to be able to say, okay, like this is a hard day, but you can, you can do hard things. Now, you know, that you can do hard things and you can walk with people in it. Um, and you know, the beautiful thing and what's been fun, especially in ministries, we talk a lot about accountability, especially as pastors with one another, um, or in small groups and that we want to hold each other accountable for growing in our spiritual life. Well, I can tell you my spiritual life has grown leaps and bounds because I got active because when I run, I, I, I listen. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm just counting my breaths because that's all I got, you know, yep. but it, it is this remind, you know, and so that becomes a breath prayer for me, you know, like, um, God come and fill me, God, give me what I need. God help me through it. God help me not die. Right. Whatever yes. it is, it's become this like time with God that I didn't know I needed. Um, as well. And that's been encouraging for my folks here. Uh, there, there's a new exercise class that started for my older groups. Um, someone in the church started cause they felt called to it. Um, because we're talking about it more. I, there's actually two other folks in my church that have started the weight loss journey. Um, one had surgery last week, one will have surgery in February. Um, and we're starting to walk together. People say, Hey, let's get together. We haven't started a run group yet, but Hickory needs one. (laughs) So I'll hit you up about that at some point, but um, the faith aspect, helping people realize like faith is not just a head thing and heart thing, but it's a body thing too um, has been helpful. So, yeah. And, and just to, you know, we do hard things. I think when we're honest with ourselves about what's going on um, I don't know if you've listened to Glennon Doyle's podcast, we can do hard things. Um, so Glennon, Glennon Doyle has a podcast called we can do hard things. Um, we're just, you know, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll, we'll promote it here. Maybe she'll pay me one. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but it's about like, and she talks about that honesty of like being honest when things are hard, because that's, what's going to help to drive us forward. You know, Mm -hmm. when we're honest with ourselves about what we're doing, I think that there's that sense in nature that, okay, I can do hard things. Like this is Mm going to be hard. Um, I ran a half marathon a couple of weeks ago. It was not my first half marathon, um, but it definitely was one of my more difficult ones. And I had that same thought, right? I'm, I'm nine miles into it. And I'm like, look, I've run nine miles. I can easily just, just run three more. And I just kept willing myself to keep going forward. And, you know, when you finish things like that, it's like, no, I can do this stuff. I can do this and I can be good at it. Uh, And so that it's, it's such an excellent motivator to just be honest and to, to know your, how your body's feeling. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the big things that we do in the running community is just knowing about your body. And so when you feel like hurts and pains, like I'll often be running and my wife will laugh at me cause I'll get back and she'll be, she'll ask me, Oh, how was your run? And I'll be like, Oh, my ankle kind of hurts. And she's like, does it like hurt, hurt, or does it just like hurt? <laughs> like at this point in time in my run journey, it's like, no, it hurt, hurts. I, I fell at like mile four and, and turned into spring. And she's like, you probably yeah. should stop running. Then I'm like, well, I'm just going to go and do like four more miles. I'm good. I'm, I'm all <laughs> but there's this That's thing great. of like listening to our body. Like there, there's mm-hmm. the heart that drives us forward. And then there's the knowledge and understanding of knowing, okay, like I need to just, I need to take a break for a second. Like, no, this really is hard. I've kind of hit this limitation and we'll talk about, you know, we'll keep talking. Limitations is a big part of an active lifestyle Mm -hmm. because there are times when we need to push past them. And there's times where our limitations kind of are like, okay, take this one a little bit slower. Yeah. And I, um, I, I'm learning that 
uh, as we, you know, I like, I like to set a goal and hit it. And then when I don't, I get frustrated. And so, um, I did the, the European challenge with yeah. you, um, this, and I, in my head, you know, I was still pretty new at that when we started in September, I'd only been, you know, running four or five months and thought, okay, um, this is a team I'm get this, I'm going to do my part, which I did the math for me was going to be like 130 miles over the two months. And so I started full force gung ho five days a week, two and a half to three miles a day. And by like week three, week four, I was having pain in my shin. And then the other leg, I was having a hard time on the hips and in the group, I'm like, okay, what do I do? And people like go get new shoes. Like when got new shoes and I was doing different stretches, I bought a foam roller, right? Like I'm doing like all the things and it wasn't, it wasn't getting better. And yeah. it was super frustrating for me. And so in set, and I was like, but I'm not, I'm not going to be able to contribute the way I wanted to, to the team. And, um, and I had to take a step back and say, okay, if I want to run, right, I'm on the verge of this hurts, I'm going to quit. Or will I say this hurts, I'm going to work through it. I'm going to slow down and do what I can. And then um, maybe next year or the next run, I'll have more in me because I took time to let myself like adjust. And, um, and that's what I've done. I had to slow down to two to three days a week of running, you know, and then I'm, you know, kind of back up to three to four. Um, and, and so that I could get better and get stronger versus quitting. Um, cause it, you know, and, and, and so I ended, I didn't reach my goal. Like, I think I contributed like 80 miles ish, yeah, which is still like, I no, mean, no, no, no. Yeah. If, you're going if, running. So like, why am I, if you are listening, if you are listening to this podcast right now, I want, uh, this is, this is your call to action for this episode. I want you to go to our Facebook page. I know I keep announcing, go to our Facebook page, find one of Sarah's posts and say, awesome job running through Europe. No. <laughs> when, so, so yeah. So uh, just as a backstory uh, in part of our active Methodist group, we have done a couple of virtual team challenges that a group out of Richmond called Sports Backers has been putting on. We've done the Great American 5000, which is 5000 kilometer race across virtually across America. And then the Great European 25,000. We've now done that two years in a row. And if they do it again, Sarah, I'm inviting you because your miles are just great and awesome to add. But I did it as a way. And I just I told people, I said, look, I don't care how many miles you put in. I've done the math like Sarah. I did the math, too. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and I know kind of what people run. I've got ringers. I know people who will (laughs) in the course of a month do like 120, 130 miles and just knock them out and, Mm -hmm. and not to put anything on anybody else, but just to say, look, let's do this. Let's have fun. Mm -hmm. I said, whatever you can contribute, but I'm encouraging, I think for the great American, we had like 40 something people, 40 something clergy and laity in the Virginia Mm -hmm. conference who participated in that. We had to make two teams. Uh, The Uh European one, we didn't get as many. Um, I think there were maybe 10 or 11 of us, but, Mm -hmm. but it was still just like, look, whatever, whatever miles you put in there, I said, I will, cause I'll do it. I'll run, I'll run my tail off. I'll put Mm -hmm. in like 200 miles. I don't mind it. I think Sean Devilites and I were doing the math as it was coming down to the wire. Uh And I think like there, I think there were three or four of us who had half marathons that weekend and Sean and I were doing the math really quick in our head. And I'm like, I think we'll hit it on Saturday uh, Uh of the races. And we did, but it, it's just a fun time to get together. Right. And, and I love to just lift that up because, um, 
you know, I had, I've been, I've been following your journey since we started the group in, mm-hmm. in June. And I, I saw you register for Europe and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And you had talked about, oh, I'm going to do 120 miles. And I'm like, and I just thought to myself, I'm like, I just, I want her to have fun. I just want her to have fun. <laughs> yeah. And you came out the, and you came out the other end and you were like, I didn't hit the goal, but I had fun. Yeah. But I had yeah. fun. Yeah. And, and I love that medal. I mean, Hey, like it's a trophy, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> We always get medals. If, if I ever do races, it, I will hardly ever do a race unless it has a medal. A if medal. it doesn't have a medal, it's got it. You've got to be donating your money to like a really good cause. Yeah. Um, like I think I did like the all God's children camp 5k. Uh, mm-hmm. and I was Me like, too. no, that's a really good cause. I don't need a medal. I don't need a, but, but oh, we got a medal though. You can't oh, get a did. medal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And now I really need to set a goal to run an in-person race. I haven't, I haven't done that. And, um, and, and it's a little intimidating, but that's okay. And, um, so that, that's, that's sometime between now and the spring, I'm going to do that with some, actually some friends here at Hickory who've said, Hey, when you're ready to run in person, let's do it. And, um, so it'll be a good team effort. Like, yes, you know, feel good about that. But, um, one of the questions you sent me was, um, who do you go to when life gets tough? And I think as a person of faith, I just wanted to share too, it was on my heart to say, like, you need people. And, um, and I think a lot of times, especially as clergy do a lot of our life by ourselves. Yeah. And, uh, and so I actually, I have two accountability partners and one of those, um, we both, we, we are both clergy people. Um, we, uh, both have struggled with weight and in his last appointment, as he moved in, he started walking. And so he walks three to four miles a day. And, um, and, and so honestly, we've been checking in with each other for years to say, okay, how are you being active right now? Um, how can I encourage you? And there, you know, no judgment in that. And so like having an accountability partner, both uh, in faith life and real life, right. That you can talk through things, but also in our active life um, yeah. is, is helpful, encouraging. I've also had accountability partners. We just talk about food. Like, what are you yeah. eating? What are you putting in your body? And like, um, send me a screenshot of your day. <laughs> you know, talk about vulnerability, man. Yeah. Right? Ooh, buddy. That chocolate chip cookie and it's in your, in your, in your app and you have to share it with someone. But um that that's a huge part for me. That's helpful. And, and in our group, the active faith, uh, group active, uh, Methodist group. Um, when I don't post, I'm like, gosh, they're going to know I haven't exercised, yeah. which has been like the last week. Right. But, Oh um, no, trust me. I, I, as the, as the leader, as the starter of the group, I look and I'm like, Oh man, I haven't posted in a few days. The funny thing is I'll, I do most of my stuff through Instagram. So I like post on Instagram, but then I forget to like cross post it over to the group. And so, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. And I love the food. They were, were I uh, just I, I just got a guest to come on the show. Um, uh, it'll probably be closer to the end of the year. I uh, was going to talk to us a little bit about food and exercise and sort of that right. that that middle ground of of as active people. How do we treat food? Uh, food, food is not um, exercise. We do not want to turn exercise into punishment. Um, and we do not want to feel guilty about the food that we eat. But it it, it definitely plays into a healthy, a healthy lifestyle. Um, and it's, it's great to hear the people who are around you. So, so that's one of the end of podcast questions. And so I'd love to jump into the rest of them as we close our time here together. No, it's great. No, it's great. Moving, always moving the conversation forward. Um, so, but, um, so friends, family, who do you go to? Um, so what makes you feel accomplished? Um, and that, that's what this shift right? For me is, um, a feeling of uh, before I would have said, if I'm not the best or I'm not what I've defined as good and it's not worth doing. 
Uh, and so a lot of times it's just in new things. I think now accomplished, a lot of times it's just finishing. <laughs> um, but also uh, I, you know, I said, I'm a goal setter. So um, I write it down every week. This is what I want. I, this is what I want to do. And it, when I get to check that off and say, I did it is, um, is good. And I also want to say like progress, right. To say, okay. Um, you know, in April, I can only run 60 seconds at a time without stopping. Uh, now I can run 25 minutes without stopping. Um, you know, and, and that, those like 30 second increments, minute increments that you add, like that's accomplishment to me. Uh, it's little, I'm slow, but it's okay. Uh, and so to say like, Hey, like I'm better today than I was yesterday. Um, that's accomplishment to me. And so what are some other ways that you practice self-care aside from, aside from physical activity, because uh, this is a self-care podcast. Uh, it's yeah. mainly focused on the active part of self-care, but I want to lift up because we don't just care for ourselves through physical activity, mm -hmm. but what are some other ways that you care for yourself and practice self-care? Um, so I, you know, as a, as a pastor, as a mom, like self-care has always been a challenge. And I think as someone, I, you know, as I said, I devalued um, myself in a lot of ways for a long time. And so I've had to really reset my priorities around a lot of things, um, and, you know, between church. So the biggest thing for me is taking a Sabbath. Uh, and it's hard, especially in ministry, you know, like yep. in this day and age where everybody has their cell phone number or they know how to reach you on Facebook or whatever, but, um, is to like literally put a do not disturb on my phone, um, for at least eight hours on one day <laughs> a week. And so, um, I take a Sabbath. I try really hard for that to be um, in my home and with my family uh, in some way, shape or form. Um, I also, uh, I, I already said I have five kids. It's never quiet in my house. So we're morning <laughs> people too, because we have five young kids and they're always up. So um, we wake up at five in the morning and I walk over to my office, which I'm lucky enough to serve a church that's across the street from my house. And I, um, I do my prayer and uh, study. I, you know, I like to journal scripture. I like to use meditation. Um, and so usually I have about 30, 45 minutes for myself. And I, I like to teach online. So I teach uh, Bible studies online and that's when I kind of do that work too. Um, but so uh, that prayer and scripture time is at least five days a week. It's what keeps me sane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and as we, and as we go through this journey, uh, listeners, as we go through this journey together, we're going to, you're going to hopefully hear a lot of ways, uh, that, that we take care of ourselves. Um, you know, I think right now for the most part, I have mostly clergy lined up. I, I, I am looking forward to getting some laity on here as we continue this journey. Um, but, but just anybody and everybody, and don't, don't think just because we've got pastors on this podcast that you need to be exactly like these pastors and exactly like, exactly like us but to know that there are ways that we can take care of ourselves. You know, whether, whether you work in a church, whether you work in a hospital, whether you work in a, a nine to five job, whether it doesn't matter where you work, uh, there are these things that you always need. You always need a Sabbath. You always need time mm -hmm. off. Um, you always need time to yourself. Even, I mean, I am possibly the most extroverted person that has existed on the face of the earth. And I still need my quiet time. Um, I still need my quiet time to, to collect, to reflect, to, to pray. Um, and so these are going to be important things. That's why, that's why I wanted to add these like end of podcast questions. And uh, for anybody who listens to podcasts, most of them are like rapid fire. I'm like, no, I want these to be conversations <laughs> in themselves yeah. and be a part of the whole conversation of how we take care of ourselves because it becomes important. Um, and, and I found a, yeah, a new way, the, a new yeah. thing on iOS 15. If you have an iPhone, 
uh, the new focus feature. I set up one that is specifically labeled as Sabbath and I have it run from like, uh, I think it's like 5 a.m. on Friday until like I go to bed on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And and I'm someone who if there's a badge, like if there's a number on anything on my phone, <laughs> I go like psychotically crazy. It turns off all the badges. It like nice. blocks any number that's not a con- that's not a recognized contact or like a favorite person in my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it only allows certain apps to send me notifications. And since I've downloaded iOS 15, like back in October, it has been like the single greatest thing. I, because there's mm-hmm. no badge, I have no desire to open my email app. Because there's that's no awesome. badge, if I get like a random message or phone call, one, I have no idea it's come through. And two, I have no mm-hmm. desire to check it. Um, yeah. But yes, those are, I mean, yeah. such great practices. And to add to add that conversation around, like we're not all clergy, but we all have a, a, a sphere of influence, right? Yeah. So like I have an I have influence over my congregation, but also as a mom, I have influence over my family um, and my friends, right? And so if I don't if if I don't prioritize um, my relationship with God, my relationship with my family, like spending time with my husband, like going on a date night. If you live in the Hampton Roads and you belong to the Y, you get a free date night once a month. Like they babysit your kids for (laughs) once a month for free. Like, hey, that's amazing. So if I don't do those things, then I'm telling my congregation, they don't have to do them either. If I'm not reading scripture daily, like I'm saying, hey, it doesn't really matter. Um, And so, you know, it doesn't matter really like how big your sphere of influence is, like it matters for those who who see and watch and know you. Um, and it matters for your own health. If I'm not like, that's when the piece um, for weight loss really hit home for me is I, I want to be an excellent pastor. I want to love people well. Um, but if I'm not loving myself well, which I was not, um, I can't, I can't be in ministry the way God has called me to be. And I want to, I did like one of the things I wanted in life was to stop making myself smaller because I wasn't who I wanted to be in my head. Does that make sense? Like I yeah. was limiting my ability because I was afraid. And, um, and instead of, you know, and so I, I said, I want to stop trying to make myself smaller all the time um, and instead live to my fullest. And so yeah. um, weight loss has helped that grounding myself in God's love has helped that. And, um, and I think becoming active and showing, you know, look at who I could be, you know, when I just try a little harder. Yeah. And this all played into the start of your journey and the way that you kind of got yourself going. And, and that's what is, and that's, what's so great about this understanding of self-care that when we begin to care for ourselves, we, like we've talked, we become less focused on comparing ourselves to other people about feeling shame by the way others are. And we compare ourselves to ourselves, right? We learn how to love ourselves and we learn how to love ourselves for who we are and for who God's created us to be. And I think that that's the great thing about becoming active people and having um, an active lifestyle that is connected to our faith and the way that we live our lives. And so uh, what an amazing and wonderful story that, that Sarah has told today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. I hope it's helpful to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) It's been helpful for me. I'm sure it will be helpful for everyone who listens. Thanks, Andrew. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on and having this conversation with us. I don't know about you, but I definitely do feel a little bit more motivated to go out on that run, to to go to the gym, to get that workout in, to, to, to be active. 
perspective. I really appreciated the way that we had that conversation about what it means to be active, what it means to, to not live by the way that we see others, the way that we evaluate ourselves against others. And I hope that you took a lot out of that conversation as well. Maybe something to inform your own manner of active lifestyle. We never want to compare ourselves to others. And that's the great thing about this journey is when we learn how to love ourselves, we can then learn how to love others as well. I want to thank you so much for joining us in this conversation. Don't forget to check out the show notes. Join us on our Active Methodist community. Like I said last week, and like I'll say again, uh, this community is for anybody and everybody. It is a zone that is welcome and inclusive for all who want to come, who want to support and encourage one another for you to follow along on these journeys. Like I said, if you want to give Sarah a shout out, she's over there in that community. And you know what? While you're at it, I would love it if you would subscribe or follow to this podcast. Hit that subscribe, hit that follow button uh, so that as soon as episodes come out, where I'm hoping to, to stick on this weekly schedule for as long as I'm able to, uh, these podcasts will automatically come up in your feed. Find us in your favorite podcast listening platform. And you know what? If you are feeling just so generous and you want to help make this podcast better, please go rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. Let us know how much you're loving this, uh, this, this show, how much you love this episode, uh, and, and share it with others. Those are the ways in which you can help us out. Share it with others, rate and review, subscribe and follow. Those are the ways, and we would be so, I would be so appreciative of your support uh, for this journey and for the stories that we are continuing to tell. Uh, May God bless each and every one of us, and may we find ways to stay active in and for God's kingdom. Amen and blessings.